Welcome into the DNVR <laughs> Rockies podcast. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. Um, uh, what, did you hear a noise before the show started? Don't know what you're talking about. No, no noises. No noises. I Just, do know what we are going to talk about. This Padres series, unfortunately, Rockies lose two out of three to them after having them on the ropes with the win on Monday night. Looking good. Kind of on Tuesday and just couldn't get it done. And it really got away on Wednesday with the 11 to 1 loss to those Friars. It was the it was a game that wasn't going too horribly. And then it just really fell apart. It did. We've got the series by the statistics, Susie, your yeah. favorite. I know you love this. All right. Starting are we doing, from. Are we, are we acquiring some Patty stats? We are. So series by the statistics. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Smallest to largest. Number two. It's how many bullpen games were thrown by the Padres, both of which were won by the Padres. Would have been nice, uh, I think, for a lot of fans to see the Rockies spoil the Padres here a little bit, especially as they go into Mm -hmm. L.A. to take on, or actually, they're going to be home in San Diego against the Dodgers. But even still, they get a day off on Thursday, so those bullpen uh, arms are going to be able to rest up just a little bit. Going into that big series for them, Uh, Rockies not able to take advantage of that too, too much. The number three. That's the hit streak for Brendan Rodgers. Do you like that one? Three games back, three hits after missing the first 105 games of the season. That might be my favorite stat because I am so excited that Brendan Rodgers is back and healthy. You got to tell me which one you want to talk the most about. I'll hit you with all of them, and then we'll get into the details of it. Uh, 3.3. That's the number of runs of support Kyle Freeland has been receiving from the offense this season. (sighs) 3.3. Kyle Freeland deserves better. Yeah, he does. Four, the number of outs at the plate for the Padres. They kept running themselves out. <laughs> Austin wins and uh, Elias Diaz. Nothing but just tags of the mitt, man. Just just gunning people down. There, there have been some excellent, excellent yeah. tags at home plate. 22 years old for Ezekiel Tovar. Birthday base hit. I'm feeling 22. Well, he also that's a made- Taylor Swift song. I did, I did love, I did love that last night when Ezekiel Tovar hit that birthday boy single. Mm-hmm. They played "22" by Taylor Swift. I didn't know at that. the ballpark. Oh. I heard it with my own ears. That's that might be the first in-game Swift, perhaps. We no, we got no, sure. we got a lot of in-game okay. Swift during Taylor Swift weekend. There you go. Okay, when Taylor Swift's tour came through Denver, and finally. 425, according to AJ Casavell of MLB.com, the Padres are the first team to hit five home runs of at least 425 feet in a game since StatCast began tracking in 2015. You don't want to talk about that one. I'm okay. mortified so, right now. Mortified. Do you want to talk about 22? Is that your... I, I seem like you like that one the most. We can dig into that more because another record broken by uh, <sighs> the baby boy, shortstop, if you will. You can be the baby boy. That's pretty good. I you know. Let's workshop no, okay. it. Let's we'll, workshop we'll it. Scratch that one. He's, edit that he's, out. he's someone's father, so. Do, do we do live edits? We'll edit that out. I was actually <laughs> thinking this. His son, Luciano, I wonder if if Luciano Tovar makes it to the majors at 21 years old, could Ezekiel still be playing the majors at age 42? Could they be the third pair of father and son duo to play in the majors after the Griffies and also after the Raineses. People don't remember that. Tim Raines Sr., that's the Tim Raines you do know, and his son, Tim Raines Jr., also played in a game together with the Baltimore Orioles. 
That's cool. I mean, yeah, that's obviously a story that we would love to see. Oh, yeah. uh, we hope that Ezekiel Tovar has such a long career. And, you know, obviously he's got he's got some genes, you know? He does. Let's he hope. does. I, I, I want to see that. I, I'm looking forward to it because obviously Rockies players are so good about, like, bringing their kids to the park, mm -hmm. especially on day games and... Like, like that just seems like such a fun childhood to just be like running around, <laughs> hitting balls with your dad and like, oh, yeah, you're on a major league baseball field. So I'm like actually looking forward to when Tovar's kid is old enough to to walk around. Major League debut in the year 2044. Ooh, OK, that hurt me a little bit, too, as well. Uh, but he, uh, with that base hit on Tuesday night on his 22nd birthday, becomes the youngest player in franchise history to get a base hit on his birthday. Juan Pierre and Nolan Arenado both did that at age 23. On their 23rd birthday, Tovar now has that record, too. He's going to have a lot of the youngest in franchise history still ahead of him. I mean, yeah, that's true. He's, he's so young. I also learned that uh, yesterday in, in doing all the birthday searches I was doing. Todd Helton is tied for the youngest player to Homer on his birthday in franchise history. He did it at 25 years old. Bretton Doyle did that earlier this year. So he's tied for the youngest. He's also tied for the oldest. He did it on his 38th birthday. Uh, Greg Vaughn also did that. He was not around very long, but he's got both those records. Youngest that's, and oldest. That's, that's cool. an incredible stat. I would say that's an underrated stat right there. Thank you. That is something that I cannot believe I'm only just hearing right now. That's impressive because longevity is a skill. I think so. Yeah. For sure. And that it is show you, really incredible. Yeah. And, and again, shows the importance of Todd Helton. And it's great Larry Walker's in the Hall of Fame now, but... We, uh, the organization needs more representation there for sure. And, and Helton, his day should be coming in January next year. We'll find out. And then next summer, this time next summer, yeah. we'll probably be just getting back from Cooperstown. Let's hope. Fingers crossed on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Knock on. Knock on. Wood-ish. Wood <laughs> this is wood-ish for sure. Great catch too. Also today on Wednesday, Nolan Jones kind of fell down. He slipped a little bit there in left field, but Tovar ranging out 239 feet into left field over the shoulder basket catch for him. Birthday base hit on Tuesday. And then a little gift for the fans for the highlight reel. I think Ezekiel Tovar is going to be a finalist for the gold glove award in the national league at shortstop. I think very valid. I think something that we've mentioned it a little bit here and there on the podcast, the similarities between Tovar and Arenado's rookie year are astounding. And so I think that could happen again. Am I predicting 10 consecutive gold gloves for Ezekiel Tovar to start his career? No, because I mean, it's been only Nolan. So yeah. no, I'm not going to do that, but uh, certainly I think he has a good chance to uh, to be a finalist, which which is really nice to see. It's great to have Brendan Rodgers back it's playing the so, field too. So great to have him back. So amazing. I cannot stress this enough. Yeah, it's nice for him to start off with a little three game hit streak. You know, as we wait for the for the power stroke, but he's he's looking good defensively. Rymac loves having him back playing there. We saw the infield man on on Tuesday night. Tolia, Brendan Rodgers, who already has the Gold Glove, Tovar. I think he'll be a finalist this year. McMahon's been a finalist a couple years running in a row. Mm -hmm. I mean, there could be a lot of hardware just in that infield over time, at least if Tolia gets the opportunity to to play and, and, and flash the, le the leather that the he has. Leather. The leather the that leather. he has all throughout his career in the minors and even up here uh, in the big league. So uh, that's pretty, pretty it neat. 
It's a, yeah, it's a sign of, or not a sign, it's like a, a, a picture of what the future could look like for the Colorado Rockies. Once all these young guys, you know, just get, just get there. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. And I talk for a living. Well, well here, I should leave. Here's, here's something I, I have to put to you. Rockies are okay. on the right side of 100 losses. Now, it also depends on if you want to lose 100 versus not. They they are at the, at right now projecting for 63 wins if they continue at the same winning percentage. But if you look at their Pythagorean theorem win-loss record, they should actually be losing 101 games. So that just basically looks at run differential, which means probably Bud Black's pushing some of the right buttons. And according to run differential, they've probably won two more games than they actually should have. Hmm. So we still got a way to go. Two and four on this homestand. You know, probably disappointing if you wanted to get more wins for these young guys, mm -hmm. despite the fact so many of the veteran players were offloaded at the trade deadline. Man, just, I mean, no matter what, whether it's we hit 100 wins or not 100, whether we hit 100 losses. Or 100 losses hits us. Or 100 losses <laughs> hit us. Or if it's, you know, 99 or 98. Like the projections right now are in that ballpark yeah. and that will still be historic level loss. Facts, 98, mm -hmm. uh, 2012, that's the most. So you're right, that that still would uh, get the job done. Not a, a dirty job, not a good job. Not, uh, yeah. Kyle Freeland did a great job today. I mean, really uh, slightly better than, I guess, a Coors Field quality start. Six innings pitched, gave up four earned runs. They did come on on three home runs. 98 pitches, it was good to see him lengthen out a little bit. You know, Buddy talked a little bit pre I forget what his exact words were, but just... Yeah, Kyle should be really proud of what he's been able to do so far this season, carrying the load, man, for this team. I mean, Gomber, too, obviously has, has done it here in the last month, but Freeland, it's it's all come down on him. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was thinking even his, his previous start where he didn't look so good coming back um, after the injury in San Francisco, would he have maybe made a, a rehab start in Albuquerque in a somewhat normal year where you have got a five-man rotation? Maybe. And so that wouldn't have happened on the big league level. But as it were, we talked about it plenty. Hey, you know what? Just go out, take one for the team. He makes that start. And then, you know, overall looks solid. Only walks one. Did strike out six today. Mm -hmm. Gave up the, those those big home runs, the leadoff homer to Hassan Kim. Certainly uh, didn't help, but he takes the loss. Eight consecutive losses dating back to May 20th. Fifth longest individual losing streak in franchise history. Ties with Christian Friedrich back in 2015. It just shocks me to see those numbers associated with Kyle Freeland. Yeah, very true. Shocking to me. Yeah, and, 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 and also, it's like, that run is, support. Yeah, and also like this is why you know many people don't like the pitcher win loss stat. Who? What? Who? Name Who some could? names. Who could? I can't name names. I'm not an arc. Manny, Randawa killed the win. He hasn't had to say that in years because he almost single handedly killed the win. Uh, that that concept of like, hey, this guy got a win. It's still a stat. We talk about it. I mean. Shoot, you might as well not even talk about batting average at this point because we know on base percentage and slugging percentage mm -hmm. and OPS and OPS plus are way more valuable than just, hey, did you get a hit? Well, I didn't make an out. Isn't that more important, right, with on base percentage? Mm -hmm. So Gary Sanchez, 17th multi-homer game in his career. That that's, was that that's was a lot. that was rough. That was rough. Watching those two homers. This this is going to be rough. I, I didn't put this in the series by the statistics. This is taking a very negative tone here, uh, just a little bit. Well, let's let's. It's keep almost it. like we just watched our <laughs> team that we cover lose by ten runs. It's almost like that. It's Zach, almost like that. Zach giving a shout out. His homie B Rod being back. I mean that's that's so great. Look, we we've talked about it already. This idea that 
You lose Grichik, you lose Crone, but then immediately Brandon Rogers comes back with the vibes, the veteran vibes. And you got Charlie Blackman and Chris Bryant on the comeback trail too as well that you're saying, hey, we lost something, but we gained a lot for the farm system. That's a net positive, I think, overall. I do think, I do love the timing of guys coming back from injuries in terms of, you know, Brendan Rodgers coming back when we get rid of, um, you know, Grichik and Crone, you know, kind of like, yeah, the infield, all that. Um, uh, And then, of course, you know, we say goodbye to Brad Hand. We get Tyler Kinley back. Great point, yes. When one door closes, another opens. And, you know, what you use to close that door? A hand. Oh, got it. I was like, I actually <laughs> you thought it was going to be an ad read. You thought it was going to be an ad read, and I, I swerved you. I kind of did. But we did. Uh, do we want to circle back to Kyle Freeland and uh, Let's. talk about what we all talked about after the game? Yeah, yeah. He had, he definitely had some really good comments. Will in uh, DMVR Sports Channel Live on YouTube. Go ahead. Drop your comments or your questions. You know, Kyle lost a little bit on his fastball, right? Didn't wasn't able to really get above 91, maybe touch 92 just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he, he sounded better than I, I thought it was going to be because, look, bottom line, six innings, four runs, four earned runs. That that should be a positive at Coors Field. That should give you look, a chance to Coors win. at Coors Field, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. But unfortunately, it just got a little out of control. What's interesting, and, and keep your eye on this uh, in this conversation post game with Kyle Freeland, he kind of he kind of gets a little bit cheerier as as it goes along, as mm. the questions of just like, yeah, you know what, I, I guess I should be proud. Like he wanted to get the win for the team, he wanted the win. But as this progresses, you'll see him mm. kind of brighten up just a little bit. So here's Kyle Freeland uh, after Wednesday's eleven to one loss to the Padres. Yeah, I think it's something I can build off of for sure. Um, it was nice to see the velo back up kind of where I want it to be. Um, I did shape to my pitches uh, overall. But, you know, myself and Winnie did a good job um, working with one another uh, throughout the entire game. As a starting pitcher, you always want to get as deep into a game as possible and limit as much damage as possible to, one, give bullpen a break, um, two, let your offense work. Um, you know, being able to get in the sixth, seventh inning um, every single outing is, is something that you know, us as starters strive for, um, just to you know take that pressure off the bullpen and uh, and, and use it as a as a building block for ourselves. You have to be in your own silo as a starting pitcher, but a lot of young guys in the lineup and things like that. Anything you can do to help them along as a veteran. Um, obviously, you don't have to hit, but anything you can do to help them along. Uh, continue to give them confidence. Um, you know, Tovar obviously being the youngest and and the really breakout season that he's having as a rookie. Um, you know, continue to, you know, press that confidence upon them, you know, him, Doyle, um, the other young guys, uh, making sure that their confidence is always up because this game isn't easy um, at all. And, you know, we've seen that over the past, you know, few years with this ball club. It's not easy at all. Um, and to make sure to let them know to keep that confidence up and let them know that you're a big league baseball player for a reason is something that, you know, myself and other veterans need to continue to do. Breckenridge Bourbon, official bourbon of the Denver Broncos, widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash, American-style whiskey, big hashtag, Apres Anywhere. You can. You can do it anywhere. Apres Anywhere. That's fun. World's highest distillery, founded in 2008. So many words, can't even go through all of them. (laughs) We would be here for another 45 minutes. It's award-winning, award-winning spirits. Absolutely amazing. 
Um, top visitor attraction if you head down to the farmhouse, uh, as voted by Whiskey Magazine, Breckenridge Distillery. Their products are available in all 50 states. It's fantastic. So, sure, uh, you might use the Breck Brew Locator to get uh, all kinds of Palisade peach, but look, you're going to be able to find Breckenridge Distillery and their bourbon in all 50 states. Breck and Breck Brew and Breck Distillery, two different things. They are? Yes. Learn something new today. Oh, <laughs> I love not, both products. Let's so. not, I know. They're, they're both local. They're both award-winning. We love them so much. But yeah, don't don't go to the Breck Brew Locator thinking you're going to find Breck Distillery products. It's true. But still, you can find them in all 50 states, and I think that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, and you can just visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com to get their award-winning bourbon delivered to your home. So... That's that's a fantastic thing. Now, you do have to go out to Las Vegas to check out Circa Resorts and Casino, Vegas's first ever adults-only casino resort. Mm-hmm. I don't typically have FOMO too much anymore in life, but I do put little pins when I see things and go, that is something I want to experience at some point in my life. And all of our colleagues, they were down there in Vegas, and it looks absolutely amazing. Three-story stadium-style sports book. 78 million pixel screen. And they have stadium swim. Yes. It's so cool. 15,000 square foot of of wet space. I love wet space. That's what it's called. It's called wet space. It's wet space. It's like pool and other things, a.k.a. wet space. That's Vegas for you, man. (laughs) Hey, a lot of wet space in Vegas. But only Circa Resorts in Casino it's got 10 people operating their, their big screens. It's it's amazing. They got Victory Burger and Wings Company, Project Barbecue there to eat. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, six pools, two spas. It's it's freaking fantastic. Go to uh, Circa Sports, available now in Colorado. You download the app, uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. Again, if you're heading to Vegas for Broncos Raiders, Avs Knights, Pac-12, Mountain West, you name it, book your stay. You can actually stay at Circa Resorts and Casino. You use code DNVR. You get 20% off that bad boy in our chat. Which would you rather see, Ezekiel Tovar batting leadoff or Brendan Rodgers hitting cleanup? We did see Tovar do that earlier this week. Rodgers was batting cleanup. We talked with Buddy pregame just a little bit. Hey, are we going to see any tinkering in the lineup? Like, are we going to maybe see Doyle batting leadoff? Bringing that immediate power, kind of the Charlie Blackman tools Mm -hmm. to the table. Is it going to be someone like Ezekiel Tovar? Which would you rather see in our comments? Kind of like Tovar in the two-hole, but could see him as a leadoff hitter too. Would go with that. Absolutely could see that. You know, he's got the 10 home run, so he certainly could run into one with that. Uh, Also, would want to see Tovar to get the on-base percentage up about another 25 points, something that Buddy definitely mentioned before he becomes a regular leadoff yeah. hitter kind of guy. Uh, but nevertheless, those are uh, are two really strong and and solid options. We talk about the 10 home runs that Tovar has hit this year. Going back to Gary Sanchez and his 14 home runs this year, that would be good for second most on the Rockies. And he joined the Padres on May 30th, Susie, two months after the season began. And he would actually have the second most on the Rockies right now. Oh, that that's a bummer. Yeah, also a bummer. Daniel Bard struggled again. Two home runs, a walk, a double ERA, now uh, over three. Tatis Jr. with a big blast. Off the bat, I thought that was foul. I don't know from the angle that you saw. Yeah. It just seemed like it was online, down the line. I thought he just yanked yeah, it. Yeah, no, it looked no. like it really didn't look like it was going to stay fair. I was looking literally two sections to the left of the foul pole going, there's... That's so foul. What sorcery? 
Nope. Between that and also that weird tag out where Fernando Tatis <laughs> does that back bend. And <laughs> that there, was hilarious. There's a perspective or an angle on that too where it looks like he was trying to kick Suter in the groin because his foot like slipped uh, out. You know and it was what? A I did move. not see that angle. That yes. would have been a nightmare. But like it was so funny. This is so off topic. But yeah, he like bends backwards, like Matrix style. And then as he's like, you know, picking himself back up, Brent Suter like basically like hugs him. Like he's patting him on the back, helping him. I'm like, this is so funny. A lot of hugging going on. Bob Melvin said post game, and then, you know, Rockets fans aren't going to care for this. I think that one's still coming down. It only traveled like 444 feet. Okay, but relax. it definitely was really hot. Yeah, Calm exactly. Calm down, okay. Y'all are still the Padres. I did see on the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast, uh, folks over there crushing it. They're, they're doing a wonderful mm -hmm. job. That was the hundredth home run of Tatis's career. He got to uh, number 100, fourth fastest among active players. Did so in 362 wow. games. Gary Sanchez actually did it quicker. Kind of forgot like how good he's been in his career. He's a catcher, mm -hmm. so he doesn't play all the time. But, you know, imagine man. how fast Fernando Tatis would have gotten to that milestone. Do it. If he didn't have ringworm. <laughs> say it. Yeah, say it <laughs> in the thing. Okay. It was four to one going into the ninth. And then the Rockies had the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. But then in the top of the ninth, yeah, there were like seven runs scored, but whatever. It was um it was a really tough inning, to to put it nicely. For anyone watching the game on Tuesday night, eight five loss. To those friars there was some rules interpretation going on in the ninth inning you saw buddy gesturing and you're looking to try to figure out what was happening i think yeah. the broadcast again might have had this bogarts was on the grass just before the pitch started but then he you know took a step took a hop forward and he was on the dirt and i think ultimately what happened was buddy had his hand up immediately saying hold on i want to review this got down from the top step to come around to talk to the umpire. And I think by the time he got out, literally seconds, two seconds, maybe less, the home plate umpire like gestured, yep, we're going to do a pitching change. Uh, I think it was uh, Chris Cuccioni there, mm -hmm. uh, the crew chief at second base, like, up oh, pitching change, so now you can't review it. And so... How Buddy, does that... How, why, why does... Why? Buddy why? had a right to be upset. Yeah, he, he looked so upset. He did. Didn't get tossed, so it goes to show you that he said the right words, but also the umps go, well, he yeah, said some words. we got to wear that one just Looks a like little bit. like he said bit. some words for sure. Peter Lambert uh, looked really solid for a little while there. Did have a, his streak of, of 16 innings uh, without giving up an earned run snap in the third. He goes four and a third innings pitch, gives up four runs. A lot of them uh, were inherited runners. Didn't get a chance to, to pitch with the bases loaded there. In the fifth inning, gives up five hits, two walks. Was thinking at a certain point when that streak was going strong that, you know, Lambeau, that's Lambo. his nickname. We might even need to, instead of you know giving him a shorter nickname, we might, might need to give him a longer nickname. When he's really cruising along, he's Peter Lamborghini. Now, that's a name right there. Peter Lamborghini sounds like... <laughs> a Wes Anderson character, maybe? It, it sounds like... I don't know. For some reason, like, it's... It's a good name, though, right? It's a really good name. Okay. It just makes me think of, like, some, like, Italian goofball. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Again, if it's in a Wes Anderson movie, goofball, but also you're rooting for that guy. If it's not going well, it, it's maybe more just Pete Lamb. Pete. Just Pete Lamb. That's okay. And I, so don't hate, middle, I don't Peter hate Peter Lamborghini. Peter I Lamborghini don't hate is kind of badass. That's <laughs> In the AOL days, somebody listening to this podcast would have just jumped right on Peter Lamborghini. In fact, is it long enough? Could you get it on 
Zwitter? What, how do we pronounce it now? X? It's still Twitter.com Twitter. on my computer. So. It still is. Ryan McMahon is still playing really great. He's been fantastic since July 22nd. Slashing 368, 432, 684. Slugging percentage, three home runs, 10 RBIs. 10 RBI in those 10 games. Oh, oh sorry, 10 game. Let's, let's retake that one. <laughs> Ryan McMahon. I cannot with- <laughs> believe you had the audacity to not just say RBIs in front of me once, but you did it twice now. Shout out to Mark uh, in the Rockies press box. He said, RBI. He said RBIs. He called me out. So he's an RBI club. He's he's good. I'm not, we'll give out his last name because, again, the second rule of RBI club is you don't talk about who else is an RBI club. Exactly. You definitely don't do that. But what's up, Mark? Regardless, he's been playing really well. Three home run and 10 RBI in 10 game for Ryan And you McMahon. know what? That is amazing. <laughs> that is so great. He had him in back-to-back games on, on Monday and Tuesday night, the one he had Tuesday. So high, he wasn't sure that it was going to go out. Probably thought it wasn't going to. Kind of barely did. Mm-hmm. It was uh, It was such an absolute moonshot. Yeah. Juan Soto, more moonshots for him. Three home runs in the two games, in the two Padres victory on Tuesday and Wednesday. First time for him in a Padres uniform with uh, three home runs in two games. Does it on the anniversary of being acquired by the Padres at the trade deadline and literally on August 2nd. That was on August 2nd. That was, was August 2nd of last year. That was a huge day. Remember when that trade could have fallen apart because Eric Hosmer didn't want to be traded to yes. the Nationals? Yeah. And now he's not playing anywhere. And didn't Luke Luke Voigt end up having to get traded somewhere to he, make all, all that business work? I think Luke work? Voigt ended up in yeah. D.C. Yeah. Am I wrong? If I'm wrong, correct me, but I'm pretty sure Luke Voigt. I'm not going to because it was a confusing day and I'm still trying to unpack it it's all. Stu- I'm still very traumatized from that day. I like how Elias Diaz had three doubles in his final three at-bats. First Rocky to have three doubles hmm. since Charlie Blackman and Daniel Murphy in the same game back in t- uh, 2019. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Very random. Very random. So 8-5 random. Eight-five loss. Man, bummer, bummer. You couldn't at least come away with uh, a series victory against the, the Padres. Spoil their season a little bit, similar to how the Padres spoiled the Rockies season in 2019. You would have broken even on the homestand 3-3. Three and three. Can I just say one thing, though? Sure. Like, the Padres spoiled their own season. Ooh. It's deep Like, right their there. season's already spoiled anyway. Still only, you know, one game under 500. They're, they're, they're looking better, though, right? Especially with the three-game sweep of the Rangers. Five they, of their last six are wins. Yeah, they're, 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 they're looking better. But, like, they've obviously way underperformed in relation to the expectations and the payroll. Very true. Very true. Look, you do not have to spend millions to look better these days <gasps> oh, with ooh, 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 Shady ooh. Rays. Shady Rays. There's a Shady Ray pitching for the Padres today. Ray Kerr. He looked pretty good. <laughs> look, that was a double segue too. I, I that kind of, was I, that was good stuff. I heard something in my neck on that segue, but I'll just say this: you buy one, uh, yeah, I'm the one who bought it, and then she gets one free. So look, you can look kind of be the hero, do that. You can also be a double hero because if she or they happen to lose lose their shades or break it, you can be the hero once again and replace it for them for free. It's pretty great, too, because if you don't like within 30 days, you get a full refund. Or you can just exchange, swap it out, go down to Park Meadows Mall, have a day. Maybe go to Cinnabon. Now, I can't guarantee that Cinnabon is at that mall. But when you think of the mall, you think of Cinnabon, don't you? I don't know if Cinnabon is at that mall. Because Cinnabon's not at every mall. But I love Cinnabon. Shout out to Cinnabon. Now, future sponsor, maybe? Oh, no, they they send me (laughs) stuff all the time. What? Cinnabon sends me gifts. I love Cinnabon. 
I love better. I love Better Call Saul, as featured in Cinnabon. You need to know this if you're a Cinnaboni, you know. And I'm a Cinnab Bonaparte. I don't. What's with the be the male equivalent of that? I don't know. But anyway, go down to Park Meadows Mall. We're talking about Shady Rays. We folks. are talking about Shady Rays, which just make you look so cool when you walk into a Cinnabon. But you use promo code DNVR. You buy one, you get one free. Or you walk into the Park Meadows Mall and uh, buy two or more pairs of the polarized shades. And you're going to look amazing because you're going to get 50% off on those. Look, it's rated five stars by over 200,000 people. It's an independent sunglass company that's going to make you look fantastic all year long. 300 days of sun in Colorado. So even in the wintertime, you got to wear these. Most days of the year, you need sunglasses. You need it. And you need to be using game time tickets as well for a couple of reasons. First off, you use promo code DNVR, you get $20 $20 off that first purchase. So that's immediately couple beers in your pocket, depending on what venue you are at. Maybe even covers your parking. But it's code DNVR for $20 off that first purchase on Game Time Tickets. Or, if you look, if you just want to sit on the floor, or if you want a, a really good seat behind home plate, mm-hmm. courtside with the courtside fit, rinkside, I mean, pretty much any seat at Ball Arena is going to be rinkside to a degree. Uh, you're going to be in, in, in good company because of Game Time Tickets. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. They've got all the seats. And... If it's an event where you want to be a little bit frugal, you want to be a little bit choosy on, you can actually do that in a really nice way because closer to the start of any event, you think, well, you got to get them days in advance. You don't have to. Maybe you want to get it a day in advance, but then you notice the prices are dipping down. You can get your tickets for about 60% off face value if you wait closer to the start of the event that is the beauty of game time you can take advantage of people who maybe had to change their plans they (laughs) gotta ditch these tickets they gotta get some money back and you're gonna you're gonna be the the winner of that you're taking advantage of the situation not the the person you're (laughs) taking advantage of the situation you are maximizing your opportunities or in some instances you could be doing both and you are literally literally taking uh, advantage of the situation from the jersey shore you know what i'm saying (laughs) Their job was beach. (laughs) Their job was beach. (laughs) I like that. Do you know I never actually got into Jersey Shore? I kind of hated it. You know, I didn't like it at first because I was like, these people aren't from Jersey. I'm like, I go to the Jersey Shore all the time and people don't act like this. But I also realized that there's a difference between the people you get in Atlantic City and the people you get at Seaside Heights. And yeah, I don't know. I I love those those idiots. Those Crazy meatballs. I, I, lo- I, lo- I love Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore every Thursday on MTV at 4.30 p. No, this isn't an... I wanted to get a spit take out of you. Oh. Didn't quite work. Um, but so You're Rocky's- trying to like break my, my laptop that I just got? I'll say this. Rude! Rockies fans, uh, if, if you are not a diehard, you're already here. You, you get it. You already know. But if you haven't, and if you want to send a clip to somebody, and you, you're thinking about jumping back in, or you just want to check in... You might do a spit take right now because the Colorado Rockies were very active at the MLB trade deadline this year. A big difference, a big change over last year where they were in San Diego. They were the only of MLB's 30 teams to not make a trade in the dugout across from them. The Padres got in on all of the action, acquiring a generational player in Juan Soto. But this year, it was the Rockies pulling off five deals. They bring in six young pitching prospects, even a big league guy in Justin Brule. And the Padres, they actually settled for a lot of frugal moves. Mm-hmm. My, how a year can change some things, huh? It's, I, I'm, I was hoping the Rockies would do something at the trade deadline as opposed to last year. And uh, 
I'm just so pleasantly surprised. Obviously, we need pitching. We got a ton of pitching, a lot of prospects. Hopefully, at least one of them pans out. If only one of them pans out, is, is it still worth it? Yeah, because, yes. Yeah, that, that and that's a great question, too, because... That might be the case, and that was part of what Bill Schmidt said, uh, I, I think, uh, on Friday's Susie show. There might be a clip or two in there, yeah. a buddy talking about the trade deadline, unpacking that a little bit more. Bill Schmidt, bottom line is these guys get hurt. Pitchers get hurt. Position players get hurt. You you never know how many guys you're going to need. You need the full 40-man roster to go to the postseason. Just to even have a good 40-man roster, you need 100 guys throughout the organization that you can possibly rely on. So you need that quantity to find the quality. And the Rockies were able to do that. And besides, they traded away five veteran guys who are going to be free agents at the end of this year that, frankly, they just didn't need for the rest of the season. Yeah. What they do need is opportunities for those young guys. So it's a win, even if none of them really pan out. Well said, Patrick. That was perfect. I 100% agree with you. And that's what make this, makes this a great podcast because we just agree on everything. <laughs> That we need a segment. What uh, and it's going to take a lot of pre-production because we got to weed out the things we agree on. So we're only going to bring to the table what we don't agree on. But Victor Vodnik is the guy. I actually didn't want to say that at all. I was trying to tease with the article over in the DNVR.com unlocked for everybody to check out. You'll hear more of the quotes. Uh, you'll see more of the things that Buddy and Bill Schmidt had to say about this trade deadline. What what are the deals on Alec? Uh, Barger, the guy that we only were able to briefly talk about on Tuesday's show, Justin Brule. What can you expect out of him? Uh, a nice pickup guy who has experience in three big yeah. league seasons with the Dodgers. That's really nice. So the Padres end up getting G-Man Choi, who chose number 91. Random. Pretty that's much. Not, that's not a baseball number. Uh, Rich Hill, Scott Barlow, and Garrett Cooper. Again, very frugal when compared to the moves they made last trade deadline. You know what? They're probably just, they're broke. They're broke right now. They are broke. They they spent too much last year. Their house broke. Their Tatis Jr. broke right now. They are Tatis Jr. broke. They have invested far too much, perhaps, in those guys. Dodgers, they were quiet uh, in the last 48 hours of the trade deadline. Ryan Yarbrough, they got from Kansas City for two minor leaguers. We ran through San Diego's guys, Arizona. Tommy Pham from the Mets. For so prospect. random. So random that Tommy Pham has ended up with... Arizona. There was a report from, uh, I think Mike Puma covers the Mets that like Tommy Pham left the clubhouse in was like, you know, his civilian clothes mm -hmm. and no one knew what happened. And I'm like, oh, he definitely didn't get traded. And he was, he left because he's upset that he didn't get traded. But no, I guess he got traded and was like, I'll, I'll pack up my stuff later. I could have sworn he left like in a huff, but no, he, he left. Oh, I got traded. Cool. I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to necessarily say anything, but I, oh, I could have sworn that wow. was what was going to go down. He's I an interesting dude. We certainly know. He's a real interesting dude. He certainly is. Uh, Andrew Chafin goes to Milwaukee. Diamondbacks end up getting Peter Strzelecki, so kind of a two big re uh, big league reliever arms, one for one on that. Miami ended up making three deals. They got Jake Berger from the White Sox, Josh Bell from Miami, which allowed them to uh, make the Garrett Cooper deal, and uh, they gave up Khalil Watson. So I like that for uh, Cleveland fans like ourselves. And Everyone uh, knows. I'm a huge Cleveland fan. That's it. And they get Ryan Weathers for Garrett Cooper. So that was a nice little offense for a little bit of pitching. Hold on a second. We have to talk about Tommy Pham going to the D-backs because tonight the Diamondbacks are playing the San Francisco Giants. <gasps> no. The employer of a one Jock Peterson. They're in the same division They're now? They're in the same division now. They wow. Now they will face each other. I was so many times. I was talking with someone that will remain nameless, and we 
Tommy Pham came up and it was like, hey, anybody else here on this roster kind of did a look around of like, anybody else in that league? And, you know, Moustakis was in that league, but mm-hmm. but nobody else uh, on the Rockies roster. Good catch on that. Uh, I like the uh, Pennsylvania State Lottery situation going on between the Pirates and the Phillies. Pirates get uh, left-handed starter Bailey Falter. Phillies uh, get a utility man and Rudolfo Castro. Pittsburgh also traded Austin Hedges to Texas. And the Phillies got Michael Lorenzen, nice little starting pitcher. He was an all-star this year. He, wa- I mean, he was an all-star this year. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, he, he was. was. Th- yeah, he, yeah, he was there. It counts. He pitched. He pitched. He, he was selected. Uh, rounding up the National League. At the trade deadline, Dominic Leone went to the Angels. Angels, man, like brand new whole whole brand new roster. The Angels did so much. And you know, I think we said this the other day, you know, you, you gotta pick a direction. Sure. You gotta pick a lane. And the Angels picked a lane. We, and no one knew which lane the Angels <laughs> Angels were gonna pick. Yeah. Uh Nathan pointing out in the DVR Sports chats that uh in fact, right now. If you don't want to wait around for the Suji show on Friday and the the analysis, well, you still got to come back on Friday for the analysis. But full scrum, the yes. entire interview, the whole with conversation, Bud Black. the whole, whole conversation we had with Bud Black following the trade deadline and all of those moves, and then a full conversation with Rockies GM Bill Schmidt. It's up there. So right they're now. all up on YouTube. Super easy to find. You're already here. Head to the DMVR Sports Channel <laughs> for that one. Uh, Zach saying in the chat, fantastic deadline for Colorado, at least compared to previous years. That's where the grade comes in. Uh, basically boil down uh, my grade. You know what? Comparatively to the last two years, you give him a B plus. What did you actually get? Is Victor Vodnik maybe that only guy that is a true impact player? Could be. I'd give them a C on that. So the grade's probably somewhere in there. C is not bad. Wait, this is not an F. This is so funny. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to tell a story because Mark Knudsen went around the press box and was like, you know, I'm just asking people. Okay. What are grades? Sure. And And he was like, and he was like, oh yeah, Patrick gave me two grades. Yeah, that's C. And I'm like, my grade is actually C. Yeah. I was like, of of course he can't just give you one answer. C. My grade is actually a C. Yeah. Now, as a former teacher, that was kind of how I looked at it. If it's a student in my class, B plus. Great job, bud. I love what you're doing. Let's keep it up. Let's get that momentum going. A lot of effort was put into that on a curve, B plus. If I'm an S, if I'm doing, you know, grading essays for the SAT and I'm just, you know, state mandated, what have you, mm-hmm. I'm getting it in. I don't know the kid's name. I'm just grading it. Okay. Uh, wrong punctuation there. Poor word choice. You didn't grab my attention. I'm giving it a C. So that's why the grade is somewhere in there. It's a C. I, I gave, I gave him a B. Yeah. What answer? Still an what, improvement. I just did one answer. Still an improvement. That's good. I mean, everything was an improvement from last year. Last year was just a no-show. And 2021. Last year was an I, an incomplete. And probably 2020 as well. And maybe 2019. But anyway, who's counting? Uh, Justin Verlander, Houston for the three prospects, plus as much as $53.5 million. Ladies and gentlemen, that's more money than the Rockies are sending to St. Louis. Yay. I, I think. Yes. I think yay. I don't know. But I think also think, think about yay. how much inflation has gone up. True. Wow, well, that almost makes him even. Susie, it's, it's, no, don't. Like, actually, probably the $50 million is still more than $53 million today. I never thought I'd have to say this, but Susie, don't overthink this. Wow, now I know how that feels. <laughs> I, wow. I've never overthought anything <laughs> in my life. This is so exciting. <laughs> Scherzer had some thoughts on the Mets saying, basically, yeah, they're not going to be around to contend in 2024. So the question for you. Oh, my God. I did not see that he said that. That is 
That is brutal. I got a question to you, Susie. Yeah. Do the Rockies actually make the postseason before the New York Metropolitans? You know what? I think it's actually extremely possible uh, for a bunch of reasons. But I think a reason that we're overlooking in terms of the Mets' downfall this season. Do you remember at spring training this year when they were practicing their World Series celebrations? Yes. Do you think they put a curse on themselves? I think they've been doing that for a couple years since they've been doing that. Yeah, I think they've, they. I think this year they might have done it behind closed doors. Like they had like a, a a trick play that they were practicing. I don't know if that was for the press. If you remember in spring training, yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Was it when Buck first turned over uh, or first became the manager that they tried that, or if it was? I thought it was the just last this. Year. I don't guy. remember. I don't remember. I think it was like a couple years ago, but it's, it's. I really thought it was this year. It blurs all blurs together. Yeah. Um, but. They you know could what, the, have still done that the, when they had the, their secret play. The Mets are Metsing all the time. Like, oh, they, watch, they they're are. probably like in their, they were in their uh, clubhouse during spring training, practicing the champagne spray. They were still doing that part. Yes. <laughs> no, they, they were still practicing some celebrations. That's that's for certain. So are you are you going to take the Rockies? Are you going to take the Mets? Or is it going to be a push? It's going to be the same year. I'm actually, year. I'm going to go hot take. I'm going to take the Rockies. I think they're going to sneak in via the wild card before... The Mets do. Sorry, Cousin Jordan. <laughs> Rockies are getting I also first. still <laughs> can't believe I got to meet Cousin Jordan. That was a big one. I, like, I was genuinely starstruck. I'm like, we talk about you, like, way too much on our show. Little that bit. has nothing to do with you. It does. Well, look, we we, we need our, our reporters from the different cities and the our fan bases. Our correspondents. Our correspondents. Their correspondents. Look, uh, what corresponds with a great summer is Breck Brew. Mmm. And that has a different website than anything else you've ever heard of, breckbrew.com. Breckbrew.com. Oh, and the beer of the month here at the DNVR bar is the Mountain Beach Sour. Yes. yes. Sour, which I, I think you want more in the summertime. Like, I feel like sour can be very cooling. I was going to say, like, when it's nice and cold and crisp in a chilled glass. It quenches. It quenches. It quenches. Hashtag yes. it quenches. That could that could be a whole ad campaign. It quenches when you least expect it. Mountain Beach, if it's sour, it's it's fantastic from Breck Brew. It's a Colorado company made with 100% renewable energy. You got to check that out. Go to breckbrew.com. Find out where you can get it in your area. You can get pins and aces anywhere because you go to pinsandaces.com. You use promo code DNVR. You get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Love all the gear that they've got. They have caps. They got pants that are very breathable. Their button ups are fantastic. And they've got two really good products that you want in your bag. In fact, you could have both of them. I don't know if I've met anybody with both, although Spence probably has both. Between, Spencer, Spencer has both. Between him and his brother, they've got the liquor stick. It looks like a putter. You can mm -hmm. put alcohol in there, have a lot of fun with that. And the beer sleeve, which basically just looks like you got a driver there uh, with, the, with the little shaft head on top. It's fantastic. You load like seven beers in there, I want to say. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a random number. It's not six. It's not eight. It's seven. Why not? But why the, why it, the hell not? It's going to save you a ton so you don't have to wait till you're at the 19th hole in the turnaround. You're going to have fun all round. Yes. And all that thanks is thanks to pinsandaces.com. Mm -hmm. Have fun with the beer sleeve and the liquor stick and look great wearing pins and aces. Promo code DNVR for 15% off your Gears. first order. Free shipping. So good. In that gear is so good. Yeah. In the American League, we're very happy for Caitlin. Rooting for the Orioles. They got Jack Flaherty to add to their rotation they for did. three prospects. It's a nice little pickup. Again, if he can be right, he's going to be free agent after the end of this year. Um, he, can be, he can be a nice addition for the postseason for them. And the Yankees, 
finally made they, they made two trades. They did a little something. I was wondering if they were going to be the Rockies of this year, but also like if the yeah. if the Yankees did nothing, people would be like, "Oh, well like, of course they didn't. Here's a million reasons why." And there'd be a million <laughs> reasons to justify it, but when the Rockies do it, it's like ass like everyone's like up in arms. They I think they would have gotten it pretty bad. In fact, they probably still should because I was thinking as we got close to the deadline, there's probably, you know, some assistant general manager going out there just picking up phones like can you just trade us just just give us a name and we'll give we'll tell you who we'll give for it and we'll just make that deal happen even if we don't need that player just like just so last we can say minute we did getting it. your homework done before the assignments do yeah like oh hey i didn't forget your birthday here you go and you're like oh cool gatorade it's your favorite flavor though right I mean, it is. See, I remembered your birthday. Just grabbing something at the convenience store. You know what I mean? <laughs> Throwing it in a bag. Not that I've ever done that. That is, that's a terrible gift. Sorry, honey. Uh, you know what? I heard <laughs> your wife's birthday is coming up, right? It's coming up. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna have a good time good. for that. It's a big big milestone birthday. There was a Simple Minds song on the radio, and it made me uh, made me reflect and made me think. This make for good baseball contact. Uh, content. Is that song the one from The Breakfast Club? Don't you, parentheses. Forget about me. Close parentheses. So let's not forget about our Rockies that were traded. Some were here for a little bit longer than others. CJ Crone, here the longest. Let's talk about him. Favorite memories, again, in the chat on the DMVR Sports Channel Live on YouTube. Even if you're listening to this as a podcast, Leave a review yeah, and and tell us in that review. We'll, we'll go back and we'll talk about it uh, on the Friday Susie Show or even after that. We'll go back and even look at our comments from old shows, too, when they're new. We get those notifications. So yeah. leave those comments. Favorite CJ Crone memories from this year, obviously opening day, was a big one, right? I was going to say my favorite memory of uh, CJ Crone, Christopher Jonathan Cronathan, as we like to call him <laughs> here on the DNBR Rockies podcast, I uh, my favorite memory was him being NL player of the week the first week of the season. I uh, mm. I was very happy for him and also it just you know two days in March, you know, it gave us hope. I mean, he's he's the centerpiece of that documentary. He's the star of the movie Two Days in March. Wow, great point. Good thing we we banked all of those interviews for that because otherwise you know, we would have the budget would have really gotten big flying out to LA and all that business, but no, no, we, we we did that. So that was huge, as you said, first uh, player of the week in the National League. Mm -hmm. It was cool that on the uh, somebody somebody pointed out on the DMVR underscore Rockies account on Twitter, there was a gaggle of Crone jerseys still in attendance on mm -hmm. Tuesday. Though my thought is, wouldn't it be more of a cornucopia of Crone jerseys, or dare I say, cronucorpia of Crone jerseys? You're Cronin right, man. <laughs> you know, he's also the only all-star for, for the Rockies last year in 2022, going there mm -hmm. in, in L.A. And uh, I know he, you know, chartered a, a flight and Pittsburgh was in town yeah. right before them. And he, you know, went over to the Pirates Clubhouse and was like, hey, David Bednar, you want to jump on this flight and let's it, hang little, out for a little bit? I thought that was really nice. A little road trip, a little a little jet trip. It was, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun memory. Ugh. That was that was cool. I mean, countless multi-homer games, just those moonshots that he would hit. Mm -hmm. Just his his batting stance has to go down as like a top ten favorite batting stance. Just 
nice and calm, just standing straight up, a little bit open. Oh, literally just standing straight up. I'm like, is this <laughs> yeah. dude about to hit a baseball? He's or, a stand-up guy. Or what? My, I think one of my favorite CJ Crone memories um, from last season, remember that home run he hit that like kind of looked like it hit the Toyota Tundra? Yes. But also like, it, like no one knew where it went. No one knew. It just disappeared. It, he literally hit a ball into another dimension. That was, yeah. That we, was pretty fun. We Everyone analyzed the film. People were going out, touching the wall. Uh, I don't know. I, was there somebody out there that tried to smudge to see if there was any spirits coming off they of the had brick? To, they did hire a medium to look for the ball. And? Because it was murdered. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, I'm smelling clip of the week on that one. That was good. <laughs> No, uh, so so many uh, good memories, you know, from him and and what he was able to do. You know, statistically speaking, wasn't able to hit the thirty homer mark. Probably would have last year, were not for uh, the hit by the pitch in the hand that really sapped all his mm-hmm. power and probably value on the trade market too. Uh, but he was at least able to get get. Uh, he was at least able to get over the one hundred RBI mark, which hadn't been done since Nolan in twenty nineteen. Otherwise, we would still be sitting. We're still still we're still waiting for a thirty home run season for a Rocky since 2019. Not going to get that this year, unfortunately, unless mm-hmm. Ryan Mack really goes off with 12 more home runs. Possible. Uh, but Cron I mean, at least anything's possible. I could start in St. Louis on Friday. Anything's possible. To break the record as the 16th starting pitcher in <laughs> franchise in this Honest, season's history. Would that not be the most appropriate thing if I was the person who broke the, the record? I mean, I feel like it would. It makes so much sense to also, have me a nobody. Nobody would care about the Rockies record because... You'd be the first female in Major League Baseball history. It would be so like, okay, who cares about the Rockies? But let's talk to to her. Let's go back to her old high school. Let's see what her wiffle ball coach used to say, Yeah, et they'll love my off-speed pitches. Did you ever actually have a wiffle ball coach? Or A wiffle ball coach? I mean, we all did, right? No, just me? A wiffle ball coach? <laughs> no. Oh, like that's, a that's softball all our, coach. That's oh. all of our uncles and, and, and our oh, fathers and mothers You know, I don't have coaches. any boys in my family, so. None? Well, my dad. You got I'm Andy? being dramatic. Andy, what's up, bro? Um, Randall <laughs> Gritchick. A Randy. Randall Gritchick. Randall. I mean, it starts and ends not in a bad way because, again, uh, he uh, he put his body out on the line. Game five of the season, his fourth game in the Purple Pinstripes, made in Texas what what Charlie Blackman called the greatest catch he's ever seen. Go back and watch that clip in center field. Robs the home run from Corey Seager. Preserves the win there. And you actually see Charlie Blackman jumping up and giddy like a oh, little kid. He was like a giant toddler with how excited he was. It was amazing. It was amazing. That was fantastic. I, I loved talking with him last year for a couple articles, you know, um, as we talked about on Tuesday's show. Mm-hmm. Him, Gritchick, and CJ Crone playing together in in AA Southern League in Arkansas, and his memories—he was busting, you know, Crone's chops a, a little bit while I was talking to him, and mm-hmm. that was cool. And an article about the fact that Gritchick uh, is one of only a few big leaguers and a few active big leaguers, only a few people in general to have ever played in two count them two Little League World Series. Very impressive. Little League World Series, and then you know playing in the big leagues. Which is really cool to see. Jerks and Profar also did that. So you had two in the same clubhouse here. So that w- we had uh, so many great things going on. Can you think of anybody <laughs> in the Rockies clubhouse in the last four or five years, give or take, that had changed their look 
His fa- facial look than Randall Gritchick, he's got to be number one. He actually he changed his look so much. Yeah, he was he <laughs> came back from uh, his IL stint this past season um, with a goatee. Okay, yeah. And uh, what else has he done? The glasses. The glasses. And then not glasses. Well, you know, the glasses, that wasn't like just aesthetic. That was functional. It was. Because his LASIK was kind of wearing off, and that's the thing that happens. So then he got glasses, but then it was just like too much. Steph in the chat. This is making her Steph. sad. It's making her sad. Hi, Stephanie. Don't you? I, we probably can't forget sing it. about me. Don't. Yeah, hey, no. Steph is, and Shanker, don't forget about us at Steph all. Steph is sad <laughs> about losing these guys that we've grown to know and love over yeah. the past couple of seasons. And then these guys, last three were, were on one-year deals, but still there were memories. Mike Moustakis, talking with him about hockey. He was so excited to be in a hockey town. Literally never played in a town with an NHL team. Kansas City, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. <laughs> loved his hockey. The Moose. Like I, the, okay. No offense to these guys on the list of you know names that we've traded away this season. Even though Mike Mustakis was with us for the shortest amount of time, I might miss him the most. Yeah, he brought some good vibes. He brought the best vibes. He was just he uh, he made everyone around him happier than they were. I came in before. one. I came in one morning. And he goes, "This guy loves lithium. Is that your channel, Patrick?" And I'm like. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll put on Lithium Sirius XM. And then we got in a whole conversation uh, with, with some of the PR staff about R&B music. And I'm like, oh, 112 was a great band of the 90s. Hadn't heard of them. Mustakas was like, oh, yeah, 112, Peaches and Cream. Like, those <laughs> down moments, you're like, Moose is bringing up really good vibes to the, to the Rockies clubhouse. Pierce Johnson, so Pierce many Johnson. positive vibes. He's coming back. I'm calling it right now. He's coming back next year. Honestly, like, it makes sense. He's from here. Yep. Why wouldn't he come back? He'll make, come back. We'll see. We'll see him again. He's got so many great connections with the the Nuggets and 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 Rockies. Just growing up here, and his father working, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with the Nuggets and and whatnot. So he's got great memories. Kind of similar how Ty Block, where yeah. he was kind of gone. I mean, he was he's minor league free agent, but then still ended up coming back. I can really see that for Pierce Johnson. I like talking with Pierce. I would have loved to have talked more about his time in Japan. The one thing I love that he said was. Even after a bad outing, the teams in Japan would like send texts to players. We love you. You're great. Thank you for all you do. Obviously a little different than here in America. That's very different. But I thought Mm -hmm. that was neat. You know, you could probably give up a game-winning home run in Japan and your team's going to go, we love you. It's great. And so uh, the vibes were were great that he was bringing to the clubhouse. The um, culture around Japanese baseball, it just, it seems so special. It's cool. I need to go to Japan to see some games out there. Like, it's like the top of my bucket list. Like, when I, like, hit the lottery or something. You you said your top of your bucket list at the ballpark today was just going back to Philly for Hoagie Fest, which I thought was like, <laughs> that's not a... That's not that crazy, but no, no. it's listen, going number two now in Hoagie I Fest? Was, yeah. No, <laughs> listen, I was back in town for Sorberfest last year. I'm fine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then finally, Brett Hand. I talked to him like once or twice. Speaking of when That's, I was in town for Schwarberfest, Brett Hand, who was on that World Series attending yeah. team, the Philadelphia Phillies last year. I didn't get a chance to talk to him much. I did actually want to talk to him before the trade deadline because he was the only guy on the Rockies roster that had been traded twice at the deadline. Now three times. This is his third time getting traded at the deadline. Wow. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's valuable. Kelsey had captured that moment, 10 years of service time. 
everyone with the cutoff sleeves, backwards cap. That was the that that yeah. was my favorite Brad Hand moment for sure. Because honestly, he's you know he's in the zone. He is yeah. uh, on his grind. Uh, we don't get to see him in those like silly moments like that. Because it true. was you know it was lighthearted, uh, but it was also. So sweet because you could see that he was cracking up that everyone dressed up like him, <laughs> but also like he loved that his team was recognizing that they need to have that more frequently. I mean, every well, player. Well, you know what? You can't do that with everyone because right, not right. everyone has such a specific look, and it's like the sunglasses, the hat, the the cut shirt. True. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I don't know who else you would have a look for. I mean, how Castro? Everybody has to bleach their hair. There's a couple other guys, but you're right. Not everyone could yeah. you do that unless it'd be real inside baseball, knowing specifically he likes clothes from this company, et cetera, et cetera. But we tip our cap. We miss you guys. CJ Crone, Randall Gritchick, Mike Moustakis to the Angels. Hey, that can be a team in the postseason to root for and to Atlanta, Pierce Johnson and Brad Hand. All those guys in Atlanta right now. They're all hanging out without us. All of these guys, every single one of these dudes is in Atlanta right now because the <laughs> Angels are playing Atlanta, which so is crazy. so weird. That is weird. It's very weird. But Susie, you know it's not weird. Our Twitter account, actually, it is weird. No, our Twitter <laughs> account is the weird. Our Twitter account the past couple of days has been like actually a little off the rails. To a point where I'm concerned. We're going to have to talk to some people. We're going to have to fire some interns. I, I think an intern already got fired, I think. Those San Diego Pirates. What, what was happening on that? Embarrassing. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Don't worry. Who posted their Wordle on the account last night? Who did that? Really? I mean, come That's on. so dumb. Not even Immaculate Grid? It was a Wordle? It was a Wordle. But to be fair, it was a Wordle that was completed in two guesses. All right. So that's pretty you know, impressive. That it's intern, very impressive. Whoever posted that must be actually so smart. That but whoever posted the score graphic, what a dummy. San Diego Pirates. Ridiculous. Dummy. We'll get to the bottom of that <laughs> and more on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can find me at the Susie Hunter. On all platforms. This has been momentous, but you know what they say about baseball podcast momentum. It's it only could, it couldn't be could that be it's what? only as good as your next show. That is what they say. And guess what? It's gonna be a great one because it's a Susie show. Yes. On Friday, right here on the DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube at 5 p.m. Tune in. Do it.